0: Hello, and welcome to Coasters and Culture with Rex and the Beast. This is the Beast in central Kentucky. On the line with me is Rex in Denver, Colorado, and you are listening to the podcast for rexandthebeast.com. You know, Rex, most people know that Rick Springfield is probably the greatest musical artist of all time, but I was wondering today, do you think it's more important that you shop till you drop or celebrate youth? What do you think?
1: You know, I would uh I would be down with um, I would be down with celebrate youth, but I believe that might be Bop to you drop, by the way. Um, but
0: uh, so uh, no, but, I mean the, the implication is you've seen you remember all the eighties shirts shop to you drop.
1: I, I do. do. You, you I don't do. remember those? I, no, well, I, I mean, remember I always them, think of Rick but,
0: Springfield when I think of that.
1: That may very well be, but that <laughs> has nothing to do with his song, which is Bop to you drop in the hot city, baby. Well, what does and,
0: "bop" mean? What does that even is that a metaphor for something? Or
1: well, it can or, be, uh, but I mean, "bop" is j- in this context on the first level is dance, dancing. Bop is means to dance, so oh, that's the dance. first level. Yeah, bop to you drop. You know, so it doesn't you know, mean shop. No, and you know the uh, you know the uh, country music song. You know, I want to bop with you, baby, all night long. First level, I want to dance with you, but. There is a second level, but let's stick with the dance level. Well, we won't so, get to the second level. But, yes, uh,
0: and then, then right. there's also um, you know Michael Jackson's song,
1: Bop With You. Yes, uh, Bop With You, I, I believe that's right. I believe that's right. That's Hold actually on. not Hold right. On. That's not that, the right That song. would be called Rock With You. We got oh, your Bop. Rock With You. Okay, we got your so rock. it's not Shop With You. We got your Bop. <laughs> we got your Rock. We got your Shop. But I, I really think you're losing it is what I think. I think I think it's it's all over. What in the world got you triggering on Rick Springfield there? I really actually don't know.
0: But I I did see – I don't know if I saw something that reminds me of the shop to you drop. And then every time I see that, I always think bop to you drop. Really? Yeah, I know. I really do. You don't? I do not. No. But (laughs) when's the last time you saw something that says shop to you drop? It's like that was a really – that was a long time ago. They don't do those things anymore. That, that's so I true. I don't, I, don't, I don't really know why I am thinking of that. Maybe it's because of all the Epcot nostalgia merchandise stuff. maybe that's you, what got me. You,
1: you think that's it? Maybe, yeah. Well, and we've be been a- talking. We've been talking about the Disney Outlet stuff as well, and maybe that. You know, maybe that got you going. But maybe
0: that. Well, you know, in two weeks, I am going to Gatlinburg for my daughter's birthday, and there is no more legendary place to see T-shirts with all of those slogans on it than Gatlinburg. So, I mean, they still have things that I think we saw back in the eighties when we went with our family there. You know, so maybe I'm thinking about that, too.
1: Could be. Could be. Um, uh, but but your point is well taken, by the way. Uh, uh, Rick Springfield occasionally shows up on the list of one hit wonders, which is, of course, a travesty. He insane. had like five top 10 hits and I don't know, somewhere between 12 and 18 top 40 hits. So let, let's keep it straight. Let's get let's get on the beam for uh, Rick because he's the man.
0: But you know, you know, when I've heard him in interviews lately, and not just lately, any really I've heard him talk, I, I think I'm not sure how deep that well goes. And it, and it could be that he may be even a little bit of a jerk. Have you noticed that at all? Oh,
1: I don't think that's I I, I don't have any issue with that at all. Um I I've read his biography because I, you know, I read pretty much anything about the eighties. And I mean he's yeah, he's a jerk. I mean, he talks about trying to be better and trying to be a better man here at the end, uh, you know, in his sort of later years than in the early years. But for his early years, man, he was bad news. Uh, we have a cousin that hopefully will not listen to this podcast because she is his favorite. Uh, he is her favorite singer slash actor slash everything of her life. So uh, you know, we better not be uh you know down on him too much here. So
0: oh well, we better move on then, because all right. We definitely won't hurt anybody's feelings. You know, we got a, bit, a little little bit of recent news to talk about, so let's do it. You know, we'll just briefly mention this, man, but I saw in the news today that a really horrible thing happened at the Universal Orlando Resort today, and that is that inside Universal Studios, a family was going into the Minions character meet-and-greet thing, and Gru was there in this... Uh, little, is I think a biracial child just having a blast, goes up to Gru to have some fun. And Gru is holding, you know, taking a photo. And right as the photo was taken, uh, the Gru character made uh, a hate symbol, a white supremacist hate symbol, uh, you know, like, like the okay symbol that we used to think we were making the okay sign, which has now kind of been uh, morphed into a white supremacist symbol. And apparently he was fired. You know, I have so many questions about this, man. I mean, first, You know, isn't it strange? I guess maybe it's not, but that the idea of hate and um, uh, racism and white supremacy, all of this can find its way even into the most, what we would consider to be friendliest of places, right? And I think that's one thing that's happening with the sign is they're trying to incorporate it in places that you think you would never see it. That's what I've been reading online anyway, those who are trying to advance this kind of ideology or, or trying to make it show up in places that you would think you would never see it so that it's more widespread and things like this. But just how horrible, you know, uh, I, there's obviously, I'm glad Universal took action. I don't know what behind the scenes is going on from here. Uh, their statement said they are going to attempt, you know, they're, they're working out to make sure this never happens again. But what, how do you even do that? You know, what does that look like? More, more screening, looking at Facebook of, uh, profiles of people who um, are, making application to be employed to make sure there's no, you know, rebel flags on their Facebook profile or whatever. But then is that a freedom, you know, is that a free speech issue? It's, it's kind of complicated. Interested in your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, well, this issue itself is is really, it's just really spectacularly awful. And, and I, I, it is a, a very sad sort of state of our country right now that this, Type of act, action and uh, thought and all of that has become much more um, sort of quote unquote accepted and sort of permeating places, as you said, that we would have never believed uh, some years ago, uh, even even a couple of years ago, that this this would be happening or this would be an issue. And it, it's it's really disconcerting. Um, you know the the it's a very, very intense discussion, I think, and and one that we could have at some point that might be actually somewhat uh, interesting in the generally and related to uh, theme parks. The whole idea of um, of our country and how we treat free speech, not just the true First Amendment, which of course is only on governmental action. And the real sort of tentacles of that, which is how we believe and feel about that when it isn't really the First Amendment, but just should we be able to speak our mind? And if we are, where are the lines? Um, because there are always our lines. And and it's um, it's a very, very interesting and difficult situation right now because there's a lot of back and forth from some very extremes on both sides of of a lot of feelings. And I just think it's a difficult thing. But what's not difficult is that this person that was in the GRU suit is just reprehensible to do this to a child in, in an, uh, an environment where they're just trying to have this wonderful, you know, I know I'm, I'm using some Disney terminology here, but trying to have a wonderful magical experience and a fun time at an amusement park, it's just terrible.
0: Yeah. So if, you know, if we could just think through that a little bit more here, obviously Universal Studios is not a government owned and operated um, theme park. Uh, I'm talking about a private private company here. So, what does that look like, though? Um, does that mean that Universal Studios can release someone, can fire someone for any reason if they say something that is, you know, not considered quote unquote hate speech, but Universal just doesn't care for it, or you know, is is there what what are the parameters, you know, under the the whatever the, the the labor
1: laws that where a
0: person can and cannot be released from a company or do you even know
1: well generally uh generally all of the these types of employees are all going to be what are called at will employees which means they can be fired for any reason or for no reason at all um they, they don't have to have a reason um however the, there are now uh laws that have come uh to be over the last you know whatever, uh, years, that put certain aspects of um, a person that are not allowed to be considered um, when you fire somebody, even in an at-will state. Now, of course, that is a very difficult uh, standard because if it's just at-will and I can just terminate you for any reason, it doesn't matter. I don't have to have a reason if I just say goodbye that's where you see these headlines and things where people complain, I was terminated because I was black. I was terminated mm-hmm. because I was a woman. I was terminated because I was you know, gay. Um, and those, those are called um, uh, suspect classes or uh, in, in just colloquial terms. Certain things that where there's discrimination issues, there are laws that say even in an at-will state, you cannot fire someone because they're black. You can't do that. It doesn't matter that you could fire them for no reason at all. You can't fire them because they're black. And so that's where we get into that. But they are still very limited. So if they don't like the fact that you said, I I don't like those fireworks that Universal set off, or I don't like uh, Disney, I don't like the new Epcot, or I don't like this, you're gone. There's no protection for that. You don't have any right to that job because you have an opinion about something. We, you know, can all stand around and say, man, you have a right to your opinion. And of course, that's true. You can say that. But Universal or Disney or whatever are in no, uh, they do not have an obligation to hire you and to keep you unless you fall within one of these protected classes where they have to keep you if you can prove that the reason they're getting rid of you is because of these actions.
0: Yeah. So taking the scenario I just mentioned a moment ago, let's say that. Out of this, the hiring policies at Universal Studios or wherever, one of the things that they are now going to do is to search a potential candidate after they turn in their application, look at all their social media profiles, see what they've been posting, see what their photos are. And if there's something on there that we would consider to be just a matter of uh, expressing an opinion, but it doesn't fall in line with the company's you know, policy or beliefs or whatever, then are they... At will then, to not hire that person based on what they've seen on a social media page, is that something that could happen?
1: yeah, absolutely uh, it's it's a similar concept It's of course not called at will because you're not hired, but it's sort of freedom of hiring and all of that and there's different rules in different states, and I certainly don't know Florida's uh, off the top of my head, but in general, you are free to hire or not hire anyone you want with the same types of caveats. You cannot fail to hire someone. Because they're black, you cannot fail to hire someone because she is a woman. You're not allowed to do that. And so, if if they can prove that, then you are at risk for violation of the employment laws, labor laws for doing that. But these other things, which are may be similar but are not protected, um, they can hire you or not hire you. With impunity, there's no problem with that. I mean, they look up on your page and it's like, look at this person. This person goes to the beach 150 times a day in the summer. Uh, we don't want somebody's doing that. Okay, we're not hiring them. Uh, hey, look at this person. This person loved uh, Dukes of Hazard. They've got the uh, General Lee on their, you know, everywhere and all this General Lee, Confederate flag. I don't know. We're not hiring them. Well, there's no protected class there. There's there's nothing to complain about. From a legal perspective, obviously, these issues are in the public eye as to what we think are good choices uh, all the time. You know, I I mean, it's an issue that you and I have discussed and that I find very, very interesting that um, the First Amendment does only protect against the government stopping your speech. But when you, the way social media and things like that are now, Such that your career can be destroyed, your family can be destroyed, your life can be destroyed by others from what you say. How do we feel about that? You know, how do we feel about that? And again, where are the lines? And that is what is really, really difficult.
0: You know, 10 or 15 years ago when social media. Really, just exploded, and everybody has a social media account, and it became just such a, a prominent force in our culture. I can remember, in theory, you know, the philosophy being: uh, this is going to come back and backfire on this certain generation because they're not going to get hired in the future. People who want advance in careers and get jobs that pay well and move up in society and whatnot—they're not going to be able to do that because of what they've been posting on their Facebook or Twitter or. Instagram or MySpace back in the day, and I just I wonder if that's actually played out to fruition. In theory, that sounds right, but and I don't know if there's any been any case study on this or anything. But has that been happening? You know, our law firms saying no because look at all this ridiculous stuff you've done on Facebook, or has that really not actually played out in the way that? We were told it might. Any ideas?
1: Oh, I think it has played out that way at certain levels, right? At certain levels. Um, At other levels, it's a non-issue. But but you you've seen it at the highest levels for sure. Forget employment, right? Is whether it's I mean I say forget employment. Some of this is employment, but we're talking I'm talking about bigger issues. But whether it's CEOs, whether it's people on boards of directors, whether it is our presidents some reason, our president excluded, whether it's um, in, any of these other people that you uh, they get in these positions and all of a sudden there's entire teams of people that have go through all of their social media from the time they were 14 or 8 or 10. And you find most commonly, you find a negative statement about Blacks or a negative statement about gays or a negative statement about, you know, uh, women in some way when they were 16, you know, and like, look what they thought and look what they think and all of this. And and it ends up they resign. They resign their position as the CEO or they resign from the board or their political career is torpedoed. And it raises some real interesting issues and questions, and um, and it's not an easy t- easy task. It's it's easy if you want to just disregard it on either side. If you want to just say, oh, well, look, look at that. They're a blatant racist. They're a blatant sexist. They're a blatant this because they said this when they were 16 or 17. Well, that's easy. Or if you want to say, oh, they were just 16. Doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. With 16, who cares? Doesn't matter. You know, doesn't matter. Those are easy, but those are also, in my opinion, both completely wrong. Neither of those are, are useful or helpful. All you have is a starting point to then go determine and try to find out who this person is now. And this is a fact, and it's a factor in working through that point as to what happens. Um, but it it's absolutely a factor. Absolutely. There are entire marketing, social media groups, companies, teams that specialize in doing this. And the big, huge companies, they do this for the people they hire at high positions before they announce them, before they hire them. They scrub those accounts to try not to have this happen.
0: Yeah. yeah, Interesting. So as a little pause here, I don't know if you're leaning up or back in your chair or if there's something going on, but we're getting a lot of Kind of like creaky noises, is, like in a rocking chair or something.
1: It, yeah, maybe my, uh, my headphones are, I think, causing that a little bit. So I don't know. Uh, maybe I just have to have to only stare straight ahead. Can I move ahead. my head? Yeah, Cannot just move like my head you were in, doing in the in, in, in any, video. In any way. Uh, but I think that's it because I, I hear it a little bit myself when I move my head there. So I will try to keep that to a minimum. Cool.
0: Well, listen, man, moving on to a little bit more of a lighthearted thing in our recent news. Uh, take a listen to this. You know, man, when I look back on mine and your experiences with theme parks, we went to the Walt Disney World Resort on a whim in 1998, right? Or Seven. was it 99? 97. 97. 97. 97. And, you know, we just, when I look back, I'm just so deeply thankful that we went to Epcot and we kind of joked with our, you know, our original visit to Epcot. We did it super fast. We kind of blitzed through the World Showcase. Um, But nevertheless, we rode Horizons. It was still open at the time. And me, I know much more so than you, but I was totally mesmerized by it. And it's now become, you know, kind of a legend uh, among dark attractions and ones that have closed and whatnot. And that song, of course, is from Horizons. If we can dream it, we can do it. And We now see Epcot Forever replacing Illuminations at Epcot. And Illuminations is also something that you and I watched together and really were amazed. I I think it probably is the best nighttime show we've ever seen. It was the night where we, remember when when you took that famous famous to me and you, photo of me at Epcot with the sun setting in the background and everything. That was the night we watched Illuminations. Um, We had a really good night at Epcot that night. We ate some fish and chips over at England and whatnot. Uh, But but hearing this music, hearing the nostalgia from Epcot Forever, I actually went online and for 7 bucks uh, at Amazon, I got the 1991 Disney World soundtrack that has all of those classic original songs like – you know, Horizons and Tomorrow's Child and uh, all of those great, you know, uh, Disney songs from Epcot, uh, Magic Journeys and Making Memories and all that kind of stuff. And it's been a blast to go back and listen to that. And then listen to Epcot Forever, you know, online and watching the videos and whatnot. Um, did you have you been able to? Say, I watched the entire Epcot Forever show through Mickey Views. Our, our buddy Braden out there. Did you watch any of it? Have you seen any of the fireworks from Epcot?
1: I really haven't I haven't seen any of it. Um, I've only seen what a lot of our uh, our friends have been saying about it and what they've had to um, you know to chime in on various things, but I have not seen it myself at all,
0: yeah, so I watched the whole thing and I thought it was great, man, especially the kites. the kites are really, really cool how they're flying around and going around the lagoon and the world showcase and everything uh, just really really cool really well done uh, but the big thing that's getting all the attention that people are especially super fans are just kind of up in arms about, and I just, you know, let's just chat about it. See what we think here is you have all of the musical selections. Like I just mentioned the uh, Epcot nostalgia and history of those great songs with the pavilions and the attractions. And one of the really special things about Epcot, no doubt that it basically has its own soundtrack from the very beginning, 1982. Uh, but the Epcot forever fireworks show, again, that replaced this classic illuminations, the greatest nighttime show of any theme park ever the last song of Epcot Forever is Aladdin's A Brave New World. Uh, not A Brave New World, A Whole New World, right? A Whole New World. A Whole New World. And um, yeah, everybody's going crazy about this on Twitter. Granted, you and I basically follow people that are super fans, right? So we talked about this a little bit today, but I think it's just worth worth fleshing out is the distinction between the super fan who's saying this is ridiculous. How can you put Aladdin at the end of an Epcot forever fireworks show that's serving as a kind of intermediate between Illuminations and the upcoming Harmonious? And then the regular fan who's like, what an awesome ending, man. Like a whole new world's coming at Epcot and everything. So, uh, you know, how do you think Disney does Disney worry about that? Do they care? Do they understand the distinction? How much of it was there? Was there a meeting uh, at, of the Epcot Imagineers or whatever where they sit down and they think, What kind of pushback are we going to get from Aladdin here? Do you think that kind of thing actually comes up, or is it just the fans who are all up in arms over this? What do you think?
1: Well, I think it's both, actually. I do think they think about it, I do think they work through it, and I do think they try to uh, address it sort of as any marketing team. Would and trying to make good decisions, um, but I also think it is a fairly small group of people that get up in arms about these sorts of things who are you know f- fanatics uh, that you know fa- which is what the word fan comes from right, and uh, that's where I think this this happens and. I don't know for sure what the thought process was here. If it was supposed to be 100% a nostalgia play, then throwing a whole new world in at the end probably doesn't make a lot of sense. However, if you're thinking we're showing all of the past, doing the nostalgia, and then at the very end, transitioning to the new, because we're bringing something new in, that's the whole concept of Epcot right now, that's what we're doing, then... Perhaps that's a, a nice little transition and it works uh, and it does that. And so really it just boils down to where you stand on the overall, you know, structure of what is trying to go on. Um, you know, you and I both enjoy history, both enjoy nostalgia, both enjoy it. You you much more than me, however. Um, you know, I I, I I am tied to the nostalgia and the history much less than you are as much as I do enjoy it sometimes. So. I guess I would throw it back to you. To me, it's a non-issue. But how do you feel about it when you're watching a show that you think is talking about the past, talking about the coolness of, as you said, Epcot back in the day, Horizons and all of that? How, how did it strike you that that was used at the end?
0: Well, here's what I appreciate. I appreciate that Epcot is at least being honest. Because there's no question that the new direction that Epcot is taking, and has been taking for a while now, is incorporating the various IPs from Disney. So we have Frozen, you know, in Norway, Guardians of the Galaxy is showing up, Ratatouille is showing up, and more of that's going to be on the way. So I I think at least with the Epcot Forever show, they're not pretending that uh, everything is the way that it used to be. They're certainly tipping their hat to the super fans and to the nostalgia and the history of the park, which is so important. No one can deny that. But they're also willing to say, hey, you know, things can't stay the same, which in a kind of a strange way is kind of the whole point of Epcot anyway. Uh, When it was launched, the whole point was that uh, celebrating innovation, right? And the fact that Walt Disney hated the idea of keeping things how they always were, that was his whole point in life was to keep challenging and keep moving forward. And some would say, well, it's not moving forward by using old um, you know, while Disney characters. Why not bring something new into the mix? But at least they're being honest with the show to show at the end that there is going to be some of these other characters that have been so beloved by Disney fans for a very long time, and they're going to be making an appearance at Epcot. Yeah, man, I love the old stuff. Um, when I when I see the old posters and the old logos and uh, just even the fonts and things like that from Epcot, I I love that stuff. And I love going back and looking at old park maps and watching the videos. um, There's nothing like it, but I am super excited. Count me as one that is super excited about the changes that are coming to Epcot. I love the way they've divided it into the four neighborhoods. I think that's so much easier. Man, tell me, did you ever struggle with this? I think I'm the only person in the world who struggles with this. I've never seen anybody else deal with this. When you come into Epcot, when you come into the entrance you're walking towards Spaceship Earth, right? And you've got the fountain and the whole thing. Are you one of these people who always is aware of direction? You always know where north is and south is or, or, no. or not? No, no that's, no. that's not me. That's not me either. So when I'm walking into a theme park or where I'm really walking in anywhere, but especially a theme park and you're thinking directionally – As I'm walking into the entrance and I'm looking at Spaceship Earth, I feel like I'm going north, right? I'm going up into the park. And it even, it even feels that way with how I'm situated in Orlando, even. Like I'm walking into Epcot and I'm going north. But then you would see Innovations East and West. And this is what would always blow my mind. So Innovations East is on the side where Mission Space and the old Horizons and Test Track is. But to me, that's west because it's west of spaceship Earth, you know what I'm saying And so east of spaceship Earth when, when you're walking into the entrance is where the land is and imagination pavilion and everything. but no, that's considered west, not east. That man I like, talk about confusing at least it has been to me. But apparently to nobody else. I mean, have you ever paid any attention to that? at no, all? No,
1: never, I've never. i never paid any attention at all. But obviously, this uh, means that you are a person that when you're doing your navigation, you certainly have it such that it's always oriented that the way you're going is straight up on your navigation in your car. You don't have it always pointing north. So uh, because that's really the issue you're talking about is the way you are going when you walk in. In your mind, you are always aiming north, whether north is really there or not. So, and that's. Yeah, that's sort yeah. Of
0: but I mean, with the theme park, with. Yeah, man, when you walk into Epcot and you see Spaceship Earth and then, you know, the world showcases beyond that and you've got to get through all the lagoon to get very, very, very in the very back where USA is. Does that feel like you're going south?
1: I got to be honest. I don't even think about it in a directional way. So, you know, I I would probably, if pushed, I would probably be inclined to sort of think the way you are is I'm going that way. I don't think of it as a direction. If somebody stopped and asked me, what direction are we going? If it was daytime, I would quickly find the sun to figure that out. If it was nighttime, I would say, I have no idea. Um, And so, but I, I just don't even think of it in terms of directions. So.
0: I just think it's asking a lot of people when, you know, it'd be nice if the theme, you know, they really should have thought of this. These Disney guys, they just don't think through things very well. You need to have the entrance. If you're going to be using West and East as a way of describing where you're going, you need to have the entrance where you come in. That the compass is set towards north, so that east and west makes
1: sense. I mean, we're screwing up the kids,
0: you know. I mean, that's it,
1: that's probably a valid point. Actually, is if you are going to use directional not directional not nomenclature, you probably should set it up on a north south axis.
0: Absolutely. I mean, to me, that's the way everything park should be. But anyway, they you know whatever. So I've said all that to say I love the four neighborhoods approach. You know, you've got you know, world science and world discovery and world nature and then the world showcase still. And I'm really, really excited about it. So I love what they're doing. I have no problem with the IPs coming in so long as they still maintain some of the original stuff as well. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I think it's going to be cool. I'm really excited about Epcot, man. And in 2021, we're going to have to book a trip. There's no doubt about it for the 50th anniversary. There's just going to be too many cool things going on, you know? So now let me throw something back at you. What do you think about the Riviera Resort? Have you you been checking it out at all?
1: A little bit. Not not in depth yet, but a little bit. Um, I mean, it looks pretty substantial. It looks, you know, very, uh, very cool, I think. Uh, Very expensive uh, from what I have seen. So, uh, but I'm—I uh, need to do a little more, a uh, little more digging because I have not done as deep a dive as I would like, as far as understanding the whole lay of the land of the Riviera, the, lay there. Of the land, you know, uh, you know, sort of like the land of the lost over there, but. Kind of Definitely. like Lando Lakes, Lando Lakes, Lando Lakes, of the land, land of the lost, whatever you know. Uh, if you're out there, Lando Lakes, let us know. We uh, give we us a shout you. out. You know, we love, <laughs> we you. miss you, we love you, we love you, we miss you. Yeah, uh, oh gosh. Uh, so, um, <laughs> but no, I, I I haven't. Other than, like I say, just uh, at a very cursory level to kind of check it out.
0: Well, and then let's talk about the Skyliner for a minute. So it it appears to me that if you get on the Skyliner, by the time you get on, it's going to take you somewhere between five and nine minutes to get from station to station, depending on where you are. And, you know, if you're at the Caribbean beach, which is kind of the hub and those kinds of things. Um, The rides look pretty cool. They seem to be going at a pretty good clip. They seem smooth. Uh, I don't think you know the non air conditioning is gonna be that huge of a deal, so the question is will Rex and the Beast take advantage of the Disney skyliners?
1: Oh absolutely if we if we're, absolutely. yeah, absolutely we're at Disney we're uh, certainly we will we will check them out and if we're staying at a resort where the skyliner is close to it, I think we'll for sure I've been actually pretty impressed with the speed at which and the lines uh, they've moved through i I've been kind of uh, you know found it kind of humorous to watch some of the reactions. I mean, you can tell the people that have been in Florida and have never left Florida, uh, talking about the Skyliner. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm on, uh, you know, I'm on gondolas and I'm on other kinds of enclosed, um, rides here in Colorado in the summer and in the winter, literally, you know dozens and dozens to hundreds of times a year and it 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 was like this was some kind of you know brand new concept down there which sort of tickled me to watch some of the reactions is you know this isn't a new concept uh, this is you know it's it's a cool new thing that they've brought to disney for sure and it's very exciting and very neat but you know how it works, how it's going to work. I mean, it's built by the same people that build the uh, the a lot of these ski, uh, you know, gondolas and different things. I mean, you know, it should work great. These things, these things work carrying, uh, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people a day up and down these uh, ski resorts out here and things, and they very, very, very seldom break down. Um, Now, that being said, they have the summer a lot of times to work on them and do things here, whereas there, they got to keep them going, you know, 365 days a year. So that's a little different, but I'm excited to check them out. I mean, I think think it will be uh, a neat new way to move around.
0: You know, what you just said is something so important to remember. Disney does this every single day. I mean, it's unreal, isn't it? When you think it's really unreal, how much is happening every single day at the Walt Disney World Resort, all the people that are there, all the attractions, all the shows, all the pyrotechnics, everything that has to be in place, all the technology that has to be working, the mechanics that have to be working. I mean, how in the world does it happen, man? It's, it, is it magic? Maybe
1: <laughs> well, it is. Well, it is pretty impressive. I actually end up thinking. I I, I think about this uh, where I when I think about this the most is every time that I am leaving uh, Disney or Universal, but especially Disney. Um, e- either one, and as we're walking out, or if I'm there with my family and I'm walking out, checking out, leaving with my family, and it doesn't matter when you're leaving. Doesn't matter when you know what time of year it is. Doesn't matter what day you're leaving. The, the throng of people coming in as you are leaving is always there and and it's just and it just always sort of hammers at home that yes this is a vacation for us but this is just a life for Disney and the people that work at Disney it just it just keeps coming every single day it just rotates the people different people you
0: know' and it's, it's life for them but they have to respond to it in such a way where it's it's vacation for the people, right? Where where they get that first magical Disney experience. That's what's it. How many times has Kiss played rock and roll all night? Right, right, exactly. About 50 billion times. But Disney does it every day, 365 days a year. It's just, it's mind boggling. It really is, you know? I mean, a lot of that, of course, is, is attractions. But still, you've got so many people in character um, who have to, every every person that walks up, they have to be thinking this could be the only time they're going to see Cinderella, yeah. And it's got it's got to be one in a million, man. You know, yeah.
1: It is absolutely a, a a somewhat substantial responsibility, and I, I know that's hammered home to the people that work there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And in that way, the Disney difference, if you want to call it that, you know, is is still something special. Universal, I guess, is probably our favorite parks, but there's still something else that's just that sets Disney above and beyond you know, anything else that's out there until, until Universal's Epic Universe opens, then it's just going to be all over for Disney. You'll probably pack it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else we got, man, anything to talk about?
1: Ah, no, you know, I mean, I think it's a good run. We're, we're going to, um, I, I think have a, have another one of these pretty quick. We, um, going to have a video coming up and then we ought to talk, uh, next time around, we ought to talk a little bit about our thoughts, uh, on, um, on our trip on Galaxy's Edge and on Hagrid's, but I think that's for the next one. Yeah,
0: I think so too. This has been a lot of fun, a lot of interesting topics we've talked about tonight. What do you think? Join the conversation with us. Leave us a comment. Let us know what's on your mind. If you have any questions or anything you want us to talk about, we'd be happy to do that if we have time. Uh, But until then, this is The Beast saying, be strong and courageous. Rex and the Beast,
1: join the journey. snow
0: tomorrow.